Hi, Chris. Hello, Jess. How's it going today? Good. How are you? I'm good. Um, I'm excited for this snack because this is a snack that takes me way back to my childhood. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm also excited for this topic that we're going to be covering today. So it's me very too. Exciting. Glad you're excited too. Um, our snack is Rice Krispie cereal and Frosted Flakes cereal. It's basically two of my favorite cereals combined. Like as a child, I would always, every single night before bed, have a bowl of Rice Krispies oh, because really? that was just comforting for me. Huh. <laughs> um, and then at one point I was like, why don't I add something sweet to this? So I added the Frosted Flakes. And it's just, it's a combination that just worked perfectly well on I'll any be honest, day. like, this was something I've really never considered. I've yeah. never considered blending cereals together. Okay. But now that you've done it, I'm like, why did I never think of this mm-hmm. before? Because mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. <laughs> it's going to be so great. Um, Rice Krispies and Frosty Flakes in one bowl. With some milk, you know. Yes. Gotta, gotta keep it's it real. Cereal. All right, I'm Ready excited. Ready to go? Let's go. Mm. So good. What do you think? Yep, I really like it. Mm. I'm genuinely going to eat this again and introduce it to my children. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Guys, if you've never tried Rice Krispies and Frosty Flakes in the same bowl, do it. Stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just go, go try it. it. Go and try it and then you'll be able to appreciate this moment right now. Yeah, it's so... Ah, uh, yeah, it brings back so many comforting memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like this. the most... The overlooked part of the story that I think is strange is not the fact that you blend the cereal, but that you eat cereal <laughs> before bed at night. Yeah. That's weird, Jess. <laughs> but it's like... I don't know. Like, as a kid, like, carbs were my friends. So it's like always having cereal before... It was just... And then, yeah, you tell that to people and you're like, no, we didn't do that growing <laughs> up. You're just... <laughs> Yeah, that's a just thing. Maybe I'm wrong. If someone, if some listener wants to correct me, but I don't know anyone else who just would consistently or like. No, but you would have your supper, and then yeah, you would like do homework or whatever. Then like put on your PJs, like do all that, <laughs> but rush. don't brush your teeth. <laughs> don't brush them yet, because we've got cereal next, and then you can brush your teeth, and then you can like read a story. It was, it was like I remember in our old house where we used to live. Like I just remember, like wow. that was a thing. I don't know if my brother did that. Maybe? You should ask him. Yeah, I probably ate all the cereal, and he'll be like, "There was none left." <laughs> <laughs> wow all right yeah so there you go that's you go. our snack for today and our topic for today is not as fun in a way it doesn't bring back such pleasant memories um i want to talk a bit about hustle culture okay. um which is like not the most popular term maybe some listeners have heard of it maybe not i might be too old to know what that means i can kind of intuit what it means but why don't you explain it to me no no, no. like i want to hear intuitively like hustle culture what are you what are you thinking about when you hear that term well, I guess it's it's people who probably uh, have like either like a side hustle or have a very entrepreneurial spirit mm-hmm. that uh, and the, sort of the promotion and the ide- idealization of that as being good and and uh, what everyone should be doing. Am yeah, right? yeah, I like the the last bit where you were like, oh yeah, this is what everyone should be doing. Like whether or not you have an entrepreneurial spirit, like just. Okay. Just hustle, like do the work, do I, I, what I'm referring to specifically is this culture of like, 
hey, we're only going to value um, a certain type of person and it's people who, yeah, like are constantly working, are constantly busy, like busy is the new in thing to be. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm talking about that, like I'm talking from the point of view of like as an individual, like we, which, is, which can be good to some extent, like um, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to perform, like whether it's like um, academically or in our careers, like as we're starting things out and just like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to perform, to work, to excel at like certain things. And then also collectively as a culture, like I'm saying, like we value work habits that aren't sustainable, <laughs> essentially, but we value sure. like people who work like nonstop, no sleep, like mm. <laughs> I'll sleep when I'm dead type of thing. And like in the meantime, I'm going to work, work, work. Yeah. And what I don't want to do today is be like, that's bad, because I don't think that would be helpful. But I do want to. I'll um, say it. That's yeah. Bad. That's bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> I'm old enough to tell you now. <laughs> I have authority. That's bad. You Not should sleep. sleep. <laughs> you should sleep. <laughs> but like um so thanks for that uh, what i want to do though is ask a question and my question is essentially is my ambition to succeed interfering with my desire to grow closer to christ and serve mm. others the reason why i'm bringing okay. in that question is because like we all have to work like we can't yeah. sleep all day um but we all have to work um we all want to spend time with our friends and families and all that and we mm. all well maybe not all but like some of us do want to be like oh yeah, Jesus is a real person and I want to get to know him. And like that takes uh-huh. um, a certain amount of time too. And it's like, how do we juggle all these things? And like what I want to, I want us to ask this question to be like, this emphasis that you're putting on work, is it interfering with like those other things that you have to be doing? Like if you're finding like all those things are coming at you at once and you're like, ah, what's going on? Like yeah. that's, that's a territory I find myself in very often. Okay. Um, so I want to talk a bit about that. Um, so how does that sound so far? That sounds good. I mean, I think that what you're getting at specifically is as a Christian, Mm. how much should we be driven by hustle culture? Yeah. And how and what elements of it should be we be weary of? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Let's ask questions so that we can be like weary of the right things. Uh Um, Before that, I do want to share a story. (laughs) I thought this would be not like a super cool story, but one thing that people may not know about me, and the person in front of me sitting right here definitely doesn't know this about me. All right. I used to play piano like as a kid. Yeah. I didn't know that about you, Jess. But I loved it. That's the thing, though. It was something really like playing music. And people are going to be like, what? Jess who? (laughs) No, but me speaking, Jess, um, I really did enjoy playing piano. Um, I went to a private school and they had like a music program and it was like affiliated with this university. And like throughout high school, like I played piano. And I'm not saying I was good by any means, but it was just... I could easily go home in the afternoon and, like, play piano for, like, an hour, like, every single night. Um, And you can ask my neighbors if you don't believe me. (laughs) I believe you. You're such a mystery, Jess. I know. (laughs) I'm like, that's that's another You're an onion. Many layers. There you go. I'm an (laughs) onion. Um, So, yeah. uh, But I did that throughout high school. But then I remember starting CJEP. And there was just, like, I was just... You know, even if I really loved playing the piano, I was just like, okay, it's over. And, like, no, like, questioning, like, oh, I'm starting CJEP. Do I have time to do this? Like, what are the pros and cons of, like, continuing? I didn't even do that. I'm just like, no, like, it's done. Like, we're moving on to something else. And I look back and I regret that because, like, the only thing that 
you know, people in CJ had told me was like, you're busy, you're busy, you're busy, you're yeah. busy. And I just like took that as a fact instead of like trying it out and mm-hmm. seeing like how I would react. I was just like, you know what, I'm going to be busy because everyone tells me I'm going to be busy. And so I'll just like drop this passion that I really, really love. And I just like, I'm going to be busy. And it's only like a few years later that I was like, why did I stop? Like, yeah, yeah I would. And like, I think God really blessed my time in CJF, met some cool people and like really learned a lot. And like, um, yeah, a lot of the things that I'm doing now are like a derivative of that three, four year experience. But like, why didn't I just, you know, try to do something fun like uh-huh. this? That, and that's kind of what I'm saying about like hustle culture. We don't question it. And so we're like, yeah, like I have to be busy. I have to like do well in school. And like, yes, you do have to do well in school, especially yeah. when you're paying for it and not your parents. But it's like, um, don't take it for granted that that means that you can't have like other things going on. Um, yeah. So that's that's one story I had about how like we take it for granted that we have to be busy. Being busy is valuable, and other stuff aren't valuable. Yeah. So let's just drop those things. Um, and I regret that. I regret that a lot because today I can't even. I can't play. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think you probably could pick it up at least to where you were before exactly in a yeah. relatively much shorter period of time yeah yeah I, I think that's a good good thing to start with saying is like even if something doesn't necessarily seem to have a marketable value to it mm-hmm. it does not mean that it's not valuable mm-hmm. and i think there's actually a ton of writing today that's going in the opposite direction to say hey there's a lot of value in these things that are purely sort of pursuits of curiosity or just hobby driven passions that you know you're not going to be able to make a business out of it in a day but they're going to make you a really really well-rounded human being and they're going to contribute to your ongoing mental health emotional health relational health these kinds of things at least think that i'm lacking because i have no hobbies (laughs) (laughs) you know your story reminds me of something happened in my life but it wasn't i didn't choose this i weirdly Maybe you don't know this about me, but until I was... Come on, be an onion. (laughs) Well, until I was, I guess, around eight years old, I was in gymnastics. Really? Uh, You were flexible? Yeah. Whoa. As a little kid, I was like, I would go a few times a week. There was, I guess, fairly close to my house, like a gymnastics whatever place. And I would do the flips and the spins and whatever else. And I really remember this, that... When I hit grade three, mm-hmm. my parents pulled me out of it because okay. they thought that I got too busy <laughs> to do gymnastics. <laughs> At least that's what I think they told people. Yeah. Honestly, I gen- I think it's because I wasn't great at it. Aww. Like, I was okay, but I was not, I wasn't like... You weren't going to the Olympics. I was like lower, like lower in the pack yeah. of like whenever we did competitions and stuff. Yeah. But I think they just thought it wasn't my jam, you know, it okay. wasn't... But I remember really liking it. Yeah. I think I always remember wanting to be better at it. But but I would think about that sometimes and think like, man, I wish I had continued it because mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think I would have gotten, obviously I would have gotten better and better. Not that I ever would have been great at it, but I think I just would have enjoyed it. And I still yeah. see myself as a person who enjoys seeing what my body can do. Right, right. And right. I enjoy running. I enjoy working out. I enjoy doing things, climbing things, stuff mm-hmm. like that, because I, mm-hmm. I want to see what I can do. And there's nothing marketable about that, but it's a, just an interesting pursuit yeah. that I think help. It's just a really Helped. cool way of exploring yeah. the world. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that story. Um, yeah, it does do a good, a good way to show us that 
yeah, like there are some good things about being busy constantly, but then there's also that other part of us that wants to like grow and flourish and like other like other um, things can help us do that. You know, it's not just work, work, work all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another example and another story I have. <laughs> um, uh, okay. So um, and one trend that I've been seeing is that like, yeah, because I know like a lot of the people listening to this might be like people who are familiar with like church culture also. And I was having a conversation with two people not too long ago about how this trend that we're seeing, like it is, it is part of the church, which is like, okay, that's good. Like we want to be working hard for the kingdom and like winning souls, okay. like it does take effort and all that. But then there comes like this fine line that we cross and then it's like, oh, but ministry is everything. And like working uh-huh. is becomes everything to the detriment of our personal lives, like our lives outside of church. And yeah, this conversation was just about how like that's not sustainable and that's not healthy and that's not the vision that God has for us as mm-hmm. people to be like burdened by ministry, but it's what's valued. Um, so it's something that's like continuing. And another story I have is that um, two-ish years ago, I was like preparing to go on a missions trip. Um, you know about that. It's not a big surprise, but it's just, um, yeah, there's like a lot of work when it comes to like fundraising and doing this and meeting up with like people you want to get support from and all of that. And it was, I, I think there was also like part of it was like a spiritual attack. Like it became like my sole focus only for okay. like that, like summer. Um, and then I remember this specific time where like, uh, I had to like take a break <laughs> for once and like pull away from like that mindset. And like, we were having like dinner with like my family and like some other people. And Chris, I was so irritable, which is like surprising oh, wow. because you think just going to a dinner, like she's going to be super happy, but it's just, I was so stressed and worried about like, oh, what's going to happen? Like, am I going to make it in time? Like, will I be able to go and join the team? Mm. And I got to work, work, work at this, that like, it was the only thing that I was on my mind and I wasn't giving it over to the Lord. And so when it came time to like step out of that and be with family and enjoy them before I go off for three months, like I couldn't do that. Mm. I was just like irritable. I was like cranking all of that. And I'm like, oh, but if you only understood like all the pressure I'm under. Um, And so, yeah, if I think that's sad because another regret, because yeah, like um, ministry, it's not supposed to be something that's done in our own strength. It's not Mm -hmm. supposed to be about me at all, you know, like, um, and while God does want us um, to trust him and to depend on him, that like we can do great things through him. It's not only up to us, but Mm -hmm. we live as if it is. And so we get busy and that sadly is valued and we don't have like kind of conversations that we're having now. So, well, I think you, you kind of hit the nail on the head in terms of what I see as one of the big downfalls or red flags of, what you call hustle culture mm. is it's often anxiety driven. Yeah. It's about, yeah. I'm not doing enough. I need to do more. I need to keep pushing. There's so much to do those kinds of mentalities. Uh, and it just creates a sense of angst within us. Like, uh, if I don't keep moving, keep moving, keep moving, then I'm going to fall behind or I'm going to lose true, out. True. Uh, and you know, things are going to go bad and wrong. And, mm-hmm. and I think anything that we're doing, especially as a Christian, Whatever we're putting our hands to has to be done uh, with a sense of faith mm-hmm. and with a sense mm-hmm. of resting in, resting in our identity and also resting in that we are not the ones who produce the fruit. Mm-hmm. And so even if you are a hard worker uh, and you do, let's say you're single, and so you don't have a lot of relational commitments uh, for a season of life and you choose to spend your time working really hard uh, and working sort of long into the night and whatever else, if you're doing it in a way that 
is a, is anxiety driven, yeah. that's a red flag. Right. But if you're doing it in the sense of like, I'm, I'm really, really excited about this project or I'm really uh, passionate about what is I'm doing, then or I see the value of what I'm doing and I, and I see the kingdom value of it, then it could be good. Uh, but at the end of the day, like, are you doing it out of faith or are you doing it out of anxiety? And mm-hmm. I know ministry, sadly, can be very anxiety-driven. Right, right. Like, and, and that's why people kind of... Burn out. <laughs> burn out into it is because yeah. they, just, they just sort of, like, they kill themselves in this pursuit of what they feel like they need to be doing in order for the church to survive. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really dangerous and wrong-headed, but really easy to fall into and I've fallen into that kind of thinking many times Mm -hmm. and I've had to get pulled out of it by the Holy Spirit or my wife or Mm -hmm. something like that yeah yeah yeah. it's true like when we're so anxious that like you know you do take a break and then you're like feel guilty for resting like that that anxiety that is like a red flag sign that something's wrong yeah yeah. and it's you'll get that pressure from culture I, I remember there was someone I was kind of tangentially talking to the other day my wife and I were in conversation with someone else and she was talking to my wife, but she made this off-handed comment that really kind of annoyed me. <laughs> I didn't say anything because I wasn't the one being spoken to, but she kind of referred to, she's like, oh, you know, like people who, you know, when they get home from work, uh, sometimes they'll just sort of like crash on the couch and, and sort of rest. And she was saying, oh, like, you know, those kind of people, like they shouldn't be doing that. Uh, it's better to sort of use that time to kind of hone your skills, uh, to kind of make a side business or to sort of like to kind of work on your portfolio or something like that. This, this individual was very much like a self-starter type. Cool, yeah. Uh, and I was thinking like, man, like don't, don't denigrate rest. Like <laughs> yeah, some people don't have really hard rest, jobs and yeah. that's what I do. At the end of the day, yeah. sometimes I just crash. Right, right. Like I, I crash often into my family and enjoy mm-hmm. my time with my family, but mm-hmm. I'm not interested when I get home at like, ooh, now I want to really kind of like invest uh, in the stock market or I want to kind of like do research into this field or that field mm-hmm. to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, but for her it's very much it was like about business success, like, like creating another yeah. business out yeah. of that, which can be, all well and good but for me I was like no like I my job demands a lot and Mm -hmm. if I don't rest uh I'm in trouble I'm in trouble in the long term and so anything that kind of downplays the importance of rest is something I'm really weary of Mm. and so I didn't I didn't like what she said (laughs) it's okay you can tell me about it there's different kinds of rest for sure there's rest that is not very restful Mm -hmm. and there's rest that's genuinely restful Mm -hmm. and I do I I do think you need to be wise in how you spend your off time doing things that are genuinely restful but to say like no every waking moment of my day needs to be occupied by something productive is is not a, a, yeah. a worthy thing to, to say exactly like it's it's true we feel guilty when we rest because like sometimes there's people very well-intentioned people around us who are like no like you shouldn't be doing that what you should be doing is x y and z yeah. and stuff yeah 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 i have another example like because um i i like reading and sometimes like i'll read these random things that like don't apply to my life at all and like i was telling someone then they're like man like i can't do that when i read it has to be like a book about like how to do xyz mm. or how to you know like a self-help book and i'm like oh i'm really grateful that those kind of books exist but sometimes i'll read a novel because it doesn't have anything yeah. to do with my life and it was like 
that's not valued either um, to just like read for fun or to do something for because for me like reading is restful you know like yeah. at the end of the day and I'm not saying everyone needs to like have that definition of rest but it's like yeah we need to come to a place where like it's okay to do something that you won't have a tangible result at the end of the day or like yeah. for a season you know so I think uh, that's important too I think the result is uh, hard to see <clears throat> but definitely there uh, you know, I, I had this thought, I, I, for a season, w- wasn't really valuing quiet time, mm. spending time in the Word, spending time in prayer the way that I should have, mm-hmm. uh, even as a pastor. And one of my excuses was, I don't have time for mm-hmm. it, you know. Uh, and I would make the excuse to say, well, you know, during the day, I am reading the Bible, um, right. and right. I am praying. But it's different to say I'm reading the Bible for my job. And I'm praying yeah, for other people yeah, exactly. versus like, no, I'm, I'm reading the Bible to be personally kind of changed by it. And I'm praying for what's personally going on in my life. Mm. It's a very different thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember the Holy Spirit speaking to me, saying basically, okay, you say you don't have time, but if you don't do this, you're going to burn out. Like mm-hmm. let's say in your 40s, mm-hmm. and you're going to lo- lose 25 years worth of ministry. Mm. And so by actually doing this and structuring your life in such a way that makes time to spend with me and makes time to really work on your own self, you're going to avoid burnout and not lose X amount of days or weeks or hours, but gain 25 years of ministry. So by doing that the right way, it's changing you uh, to be the kind of person who's going to be able to survive in the long haul and not burn out. Or like you say, destroy relationships mm. uh, or destroy your health mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that. Because, yeah, it costs you an hour a day maybe to, to do something that's, you know, like focusing on God or focusing on, you know, something that's not tangibly beneficial. But my goodness, over decades, exactly. it's going to radically change your life. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're going to talk about um, structuring our lives in that way a little bit. Um, but before that, I did want to talk a bit about Ecclesiastes, which is a book I usually avoid. But I was like, oh, like, what should the verse be <laughs> <laughs> about this? And I think, yeah, because one of the benefits, quote unquote, of like busyness is that like sometimes you genuinely enjoy the projects that are like in front of you sometimes like I think about like the stuff that I have the privilege of working with like I like my job and I I'm someone who likes being busy Um, but at the same time like while you want to enjoy that you also want to watch out for certain things so Ecclesiastes 11 9 says you who are young be happy while you are young wow the bible telling us to be happy what a surprise (laughs) yeah (laughs) you who are young be happy while you are young and let your heart give you joy in the days of your youth. Follow the ways of your heart and whatever your eyes see, but know that all of these things, but know that for all these things, God will bring you into judgment. And what I'm trying to say is that, yeah, I'm in a season of life where like I enjoy like the work that I do. And like sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm so busy. But sometimes I, I genuinely enjoy that busyness. But it's like, fine, like enjoy this season of life. Enjoy working hard. Enjoy the different ways that you get to serve people and all of that. But also be aware that actions have consequences. You know, mm-hmm. be aware that there's a certain judgment that you need to think about at the end of the day. Um, and also, 
Ecclesiastes is a book I avoid, but I know that it's part of wisdom literature. And like when the Bible talks about wisdom, like we could go into it really deeply. But I know that wisdom is has a lot to do with, well, how do we humans live well in this world that God has created? How do we live well? And I think we need to ask ourselves that questions in our like approach to work. Like, how do I work well in a way that's sustainable, like you were saying, like over X number of years? Um, how do I work well in a way that does like won't ruin my relationships or my health or that sort of mm-hmm. thing? So that's uh, that's what I got out of this verse. So yeah. yeah, I think part of wise living is is recognizing certain things that will only really be a benefit to you in the scope of decades mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, there's like stuff like your physical health and then your spiritual health your relational health things like that that you're not going to be able to just sort of like hustle it yeah you know yeah, like exactly. you can't live a certain way and then just expect oh okay now for this month I'm really going to press in on you know my my physical health and, and expect that there's no consequences to like, a lifetime of neglecting mm-hmm. your physical health, right? <laughs> I've been smoking for 20 years, but I'll stop for this week and I'll be all... Like, that's not yeah. rational, but we have that approach to, like, other aspects of our Yeah, health. like, yeah. I'll get to it later type mm-hmm. of attitude. I think it is very good being young that you do have often the energy and the freedom yeah. to pursue a lot of different things. Yeah. Uh, and I think you should. I mm-hmm. think it's it's a fantastic time of life where... The stakes are low enough that you can take big risks, uh, and and if they fail, like you, you learned a valuable lesson yeah. early on, yeah. and that's a great thing. Exactly. So yeah, I I obviously agree with the Bible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that when you're young, take advantage of your youth, and and I mean I when I was in university, I was full time studying. I was working 30, 35 hours a week, mm-hmm. and I was volunteering at my church around about. 15 hours a week as well. But you weren't doing gymnastics. I wasn't. <laughs> but I was constantly on the move. Yeah. I yeah. loved it, though. Right. I really, right. really loved it. And, and it set me up. It gave me relationships uh, that I treasure to this day. It gave me opportunities and life lessons and and just great, great things that came out of that uh, that I can't do today. Mm. My life's different now. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. Uh, I don't have the freedom I used to. I don't have the energy I used to. <laughs> Uh, but it's, hopefully it's more freedom thing. <laughs> I'm not that old. Uh, but there's definitely, like, I had to pick and choose things. And yeah. failure has much more of a cost now than mm-hmm. it used to. Mm-hmm. And so I'm more weary of taking challenges, taking taking risks and, and sort of challenge challenging the, that area of life because it's uh, it's a little little higher stakes when right. you're a family to worry about as well. Right. But are you going to sign up your kids for gymnastics? like that? Yeah. Well, I'm trying to figure out with my oldest. My youngest is two. But my oh. oldest is five. And she's definitely like curious about a lot of things. Yeah. And so I'm in that process with her of deciding what do you want to do and what do you want to try. And I would love to see her try a bunch of things. Yeah. And it doesn't mean she has to continue in them. But I would say like, wow, if she could, uh, if she could sort of get really good at something, uh, I think she would be a, a better better person mm-hmm. out of that mm-hmm. you know and like you're saying like the time when we're young is like a good time to do that um yeah. while being mindful of that like hey we won't have these opportunities forever type yeah. of thing. So, yeah. actually an interesting thing though on that note though is i think that whatever maybe not whatever but depending on what she decides to pursue mm. i can i can i'm considering pursuing it with her oh. 
Uh, in the sense of like, (laughs) I don't, I reject the idea that I'm too old to learn something new Yeah. or like, like obviously it'll be more challenging for me to Mm -hmm. like, for instance, one thing we're considering putting her in is Taekwondo. Okay. Um, and I was thinking like, if she does it, I think I'll do it with her. Okay. Like not in the same class, (laughs) (laughs) but do it so that, um, I'm learning along, alongside her. Because I want to learn Taekwondo. That sounds cool, man. Right, right. Uh, but also, like, just to have that that ongoing curious spirit, mm-hmm. I think, and, and to feed that is, is really important. And to have a life that's sort of T-shaped, in a sense, where oh, okay. you, you focus a lot of attention on one particular thing, and so you have this sort of, like, this this uh, really high... Uh, you, you know a lot about something, and you're yeah. really skilled and developed in something. Yeah. But then you also have the sort of wide breadth of things that you you're not an expert in but you know about these things and, mm-hmm. and you're some and i think that kind of a life which has you know one you know really good solid pursuit and but then a, a whole numerous amount of other interests and passions really helps you you know the, the wider you begin the higher you can build right, and right. so to have it these things feed into each other and you'll yeah. learn lessons that'll help you to get further up in life as mm-hmm. well too mm-hmm. that's true there's the expression I don't know where I read this, but um, it might have been in Seven Habits. But there was, there's the quote that we've all heard: "Jack of all trades, master of none." Yeah. But the original one was "Jack of all trades, master of one." So you have mm. this one thing that you're an expert on, and like you yeah. keep growing in that, you keep developing that. But there's also these other things that, like you know, you're you're trying or you're learning, and like yeah, sometimes you make mistakes, but you're just like allowing yourself some space instead of being busy, busy, busy to like. Oh, let me see what it's like to um, talk to these people or try this new thing and all of mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing. So now to get a bit more practical, um, so I hate the word advice, but some advice that, or just like some things to keep thinking about, like um, as we wrap this up, I think it's important to first of all, like um, so, I say this first because I strongly believe this. Um, set us do your best <laughs> please listener um, to set aside one day during the week that can be like a sabbath um, and we did a podcast on that too mm-hmm. why you need to take a break even when you don't want to go listen to that one but mm-hmm. yeah in the past i would say two three years like i yeah the holy spirit had to be like <laughs> jess this isn't working what you're trying to do like this seven day a week thing and so like for me the sabbath is something i look forward to now this day in the week where it's like it's about rest and it's about worship like i find like it renews you and it's not that like oh you're renewed and like next week you won't have any challenges but it's like oh I was just renewed in the sense that I was reminded that my life isn't about my work like my Mm -hmm. there's more to who I am than just like someone who hustles all the time Um, so that would be the first piece of advice and also like prayer which we talked about before like oh I don't have time to pray and like we've all used that excuse before um including myself but one thing that someone told me recently is that, like, hey, if you're a doer, like, if you're someone who has, like, these lists and these lists and these lists, like, why don't you, like, as you're building your day or you're building your week, why don't you, like, take your list and, like, bring it to God and be like, mm. God, this isn't really about me. Like, these are the things I hope to achieve. But what do you think? And, like, mm. learn to, like, um, have some silence um, in your prayers, too. And that's something that I've been trying, like, as of this week. Um, I'm someone that, like, Mondays are, like, the days that I try to, like, find things out. And and this week what I tried doing is, like, okay, I'm going to, like, be quiet now and just try, mm-hmm. kind of try to listen to the Spirit and, like, pray about this and see, like, what is it that I'm looking forward to this week and what can I be grateful for already? And just 
bring prayer into your work and into your your uh, ambitions and all mm-hmm. of that. Um, yeah, so those are like the two little things that I wanted to add. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to add? <laughs> I think it would just be a lot about checking your motivations. Mm. I think you can often be pressured either by a sense of anxiety or by pressured by other people's expectations of you into living a kind of lifestyle that is just unhealthy or yeah. unsustainable. Yeah. Uh, and to constantly be going through that that's that sort of process of revision and understanding why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. What you know? What am I being driven by? And as you know, and set a schedule. Stick to your schedule. If you're not setting a schedule, then someone else is setting a schedule for you. <laughs> like the expectations of others will always be something to do. Sure. And just know, like one thing that helped me to like switch off at the end of the day was to know that I will literally never be done. Yeah. Like yeah. there will always All the time. be something else that you could be doing. <laughs> True. Uh, your to-do list will never be done. Mm. So stop trying mm-hmm. to think that, oh, I'll rest when it's done mm-hmm. because that means you'll never You'll rest, rest. when you're dead, basically, yeah. literally. <laughs> and, uh, and that's, yeah, it's just unsustainable. Yeah, and something that goes back to motives, like your to-do list will never be done, but that doesn't make you a failure, you know? Like yes. that doesn't define who you are. So. Yeah. So keep that in mind, listeners. Also keep in mind our snack, um, <laughs> Rice yeah. Krispies and Frosted Flakes. <laughs> I hope you went out and tried it. Um, but yeah, thanks so much, guys, uh, for taking some time to uh, listen to what I had to say and to my strange childhood stories. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jess, for sharing a little bit of yourself today mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. some of the lessons you've learned along the way. So if you guys have any questions or topics you think we should cover, um, feel free to send them to us uh, through the email or even the show notes. Mm-hmm. And until next time, have a good one. We'll see you guys around. Yes. Have a really good day, guys. Bye for now.